1: Gary Parish, welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, please do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today we are continuing our summer shoot-around series that we're going to be doing over a seven-week span. We've already published episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut, Creighton, Duke, Florida, Atlantic, Gonzaga, Houston, Kansas, Kentucky, and Marquette. We're working in alphabetical order. That brings us to Miami. Hurricanes were 29-8 and last season, went 15-5 and in the ACC, shared the league title with Virginia, lost to Duke in the ACC tournament, then got a five-seed. In the NCAA tournament, beat Drake in the round of 64 and thus eliminated uh, the first university ever named after a hip hop artist. Mm. Uh, That was something. Then in the round of 32, Miami beat what? Indiana by 16 points. 85, 69. Woo. Ruined the Internet. Yeah, sweet 16. Hurricanes ended Houston season in the elite eight into Texas's season. And then Miami lost, once advancing to the Final Four, to UConn, 72-59. Top two scores for that team, they're gone. But Nigel Pack is back. Norshad Amir is back. Wuga Poplar is back. And Miami enrolled. Florida State transfer Matthew Cleveland. That's why I've got the Hurricanes ranked 10th in the top 25 and 1. We'll see what Norlander thinks about that next. But first, a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
2: All
1: right, Deadleg, like before we get into Miami, update, folks, on what's going on with the bonus episode
0: situation. Did somebody screw something up again? Did have, somebody screwed it up again? Well, it's I guess it's all a matter of perspective. So, for those that have been keeping track with the summer shoot-around, uh, a couple of weeks back, we told you there was the auction for the bonus episode, but we also promised you bidding into August. So, the way that this was set up was that it was done on eBay, and eBay, the bidding, if you put in a... Uh, If you want to bid on something that has live bidding on it, that doesn't have a predetermined price, 10 days is the max. So we are, we, you know, we have backed ourselves into two bonus episodes for this year and this year only. We have a winner of the first one. That winner is is in the books. Nada, can you inform the listeners and Gary Parrish? Yeah, I don't have any idea. Who won the first bonus episode? That would be the great fan base of the Oklahoma Sooners. That bid almost, I want to say, $550 for this episode. Oklahoma Sooners. All right. So The Oklahoma Sooners. Oh, somebody's got that SEC money now, I see. I guess so. So the Oklahoma Sooners are getting one, but it's not just the Oklahoma Sooners. We are having our second one as promised. Now, this episode is going live on Monday, August 14th. So as I previously promised you, the bidding for the second one. will end on August 25th. It will be live on eBay from August 15th to the 25th. Now, the catch is this. You got to bid north of $500 to even get yourself into this. We are raising money for St. Jude, a charity and a hospital that GP is all too familiar with. In fact, he did work with them just this past week where the FedEx Cup for the PGA Tour took place. St. Jude, obviously based in greater Memphis, And so we want to continue to raise as much money as possible. We would love to have one more bonus episode and talk about your team. If you would like to have an episode dedicated to your team, be sure to continue to bid. And then the winning bidder on August 25th will be alerted and you will have your bonus episode as well. But your opening bid, you got to rally some buddies. Okay. Right. Rally some guys and gals get that north of 500 550 bucks. We'll see if we can uh, bring in a total of at least $1500 for St. Jude. That would be awesome. Oklahoma, your fan base is taking care of it. We'll take care of you later this month and we'll have one more. Again, the auction, the links for that will be in this episode and every summer shoot around until the bidding is done. We'll publish it on and promote it on social media. Oklahoma's in. Next school could be any of the, the any of the other ones. You can be the from the smallest conference or one of the big league programs we haven't talked about yet. Rally your friends. Get it done. We look forward to talking about you. I'll do a JUCO episode. I don't know if you will. And that's, I, I will it, do a JUCO it, episode. It, we're sticking to Division One. That's the, that's the case. If a
1: junior college wants to step up, if you out there, if yeah. you want to rep Itawamba Community College, all right, bring me Itawamba Community College.
0: All right. Well, the man said it, so I guess it's now a thing.
1: All right, Deadleg. Miami has a preseason top 10 team. Are you a believer or to quote Frank Ocean? Are you a non-believer who don't believe in anything?
0: Again, the extremes here. I, I'm I'm more believe- running out of
1: words. I'm having, I've, I'm reduced to having to quote Frank Ocean at this point. Okay. Running out of words. I've used all the words I know.
0: I said, um, Miami is a preseason top 10 team. Do you, um, yeah, I can't think of anything right you now. See,
1: you ain't so smart either. You ain't so smart either. <laughs>
0: I don't think of the words.
1: It's hard. It's harder <laughs> than you think coming up with words.
0: Uh, do you appreciate it or do you abhor it? Something like that. I've already done that. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I'm both? Okay. Yes. <laughs> you
1: run out of words pretty quickly. I'll think of some.
0: Miami's a top 10 team. Hmm. It's tough. Losing a couple of really good players there. Jordan Miller one of the better wings in the country last season, and then Isaiah Wong, a tremendous lead guard, big-time veteran presence. I mean, you're losing 31 and change per game from a scoring perspective right there, but they're going to have a good shot because the Cleveland edition, I think, and Larinaga has been uh, a bit of a master of the portal, as we detailed earlier this year on the podcast when they made their Final Four run. I wrote about this for Sports.com. Larinaga has had you know, three starters that have been transfers that have been impact players at Miami in multiple seasons. And the fact that he's done this, as a quick reminder, you know, Laranega, who's now entering his 38th season as a head coach, it's nearly three, nearly 730 wins. He has done this at Bowling Green, George Mason, Miami, not easy places to get it done. And we talked earlier this year about how, he really has a Hall of Fame case, maybe as strong of a Hall of Fame case as any coach that doesn't have a national championship that's out there. I mean, it, it, it's, it really is just because when you look at the ACC in general, all right, Tony Bennett's the best coach in the league. I think he'd win that. But it's Laren Agus number two at this point in that league. I, I don't, Given what he's accomplished, all he's done, how he's done it, I don't think there's an argument against it. And this school was you know, railroaded and sideswiped by the FBI investigation, which eventually it was completely exonerated from, but it still knocked out Miami's ability to recruit for basically a year and a half. You know, it previously had players like Bruce Brown, Lonnie Walker on the, on, on its roster and was making regular trips to the NCAA tournament. And then, you know, there was a three year dip into irrelevance. And then lo and behold, look up. Miami has, you know, Aaron man, He's a fighter. He's a survivor. Don't let the uh, don't let those grandpa vibes steer you awry, GP. I mean, he just seems to continue to get it done. This team won 29 games last season, was a top 10 offense in the country, and had you know the year before, of course, it made the Elite Eight. Now it did it from the 10 line, but nevertheless, it made the Elite Eight. And now he's trying to make three straight NCAA tournaments again, which he lasted from 16 to 18. Again, the FBI fallout led to some real, real tough times here, but. All credit to Larenaga and his staff for what they've been able to do. It is extremely impressive, and uh, there's really not many reasons to bet against Miami being a top-20 level kind of team yet again. Um, I I do like their chances to compete for an ACC title. I do like their chances to get another healthy NCAA tournament seat. I do like their chances to be a factor in March. Ask them to make a third straight Elite Eight. I mean, obviously, that Rare is the team that, that can do that. I don't know if they will be able to pull it off or not, but big picture overall, Miami uh, is fortunate to have Larinaga, and fortunate that he has not decided to retire. I mean, he's in his mid-70s, but he went on the record with me earlier this year. He says he's nowhere close to retiring, so this is not a farewell tour by any means. He thinks he's got at least two, three, at least two or three more years left in him, and because of that, Miami is a nationally relevant program.
1: It's year 13 at Miami for Jim. 73 turned 74 next uh in October rather I don't think anybody expected him to do 13 seasons at Miami
0: not one human except maybe Jim Larry not one human except for
1: that. maybe Jim yeah.
0: but um not only is he
1: there in year 13 he's got this thing rocking and rolling he's made six of the past 10 NCAA tournaments uh like you mentioned each of the past two elite eights of course took George Mason to the Final Four in 2006. Miami to the Final Four in 2023. It's trivia time. Okay. Exactly 17 people mm-hmm. have led multiple schools to the men's Final Four. Okay. Let's see how many
0: you can Come get on. before Remember you miss three times. It's like 20 to 23 minutes. 17. All right, say it again. 17. Yep. Exactly
1: 17 people okay. have led multiple schools to the men's final four. How many can you
0: get before you miss three? Before I miss three? Yeah, because you're okay, going to miss three. That's fine. Uh, I'm
1: going to go ahead and give you... I'm going to go ahead and give yeah, you... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Patino? Rick
1: Patino has taken three different schools Kelvin to the final Samson. four. Calvin Sampson has taken two. Houston and
0: Oklahoma. Um... <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so Patino, Samson, just I'm thinking about current coaches that have done it. Um, who else is current that has done it with multiple schools? Bob Huggins is not current, but he did it.
1: Huggs took
0: Cincinnati and
1: West Virginia. Uh, Cal. John Calipari has taken UMass, Memphis,
0: and Kentucky. We're putting Laronega in that conversation, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm trying
1: to look. Are there any more? That's it for the current head coaches.
0: Is it really? So, uh, that's for sure. That's it. Okay.
1: Calipari, Laranega, Patino, Kelvin.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Before I miss three of them, um, did okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, at multiple schools. Did Hank Iba take? multiple, or did you just go there with Oklahoma State? I think I as a one-school man. Okay. Uh, obviously,
1: Roy Williams is in that conversation. Roy Williams took Kansas four times and North Carolina five times. Um. Uh, Another Kansas. Uh, Lon Kruger. Now. Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger took Florida
0: and Oklahoma.
1: You're doing okay, Deadly.
0: Um. How about uh, Who else am I missing here? There's um, another former
1: Kansas coach on the list. Larry Brown. Larry Brown took UCLA and Kansas. Um, there is another UCLA coach on the list.
0: Uh, what UCLA coach? I, I Oh, uh, no. Oh, hold on. I, I think you can only get two more. Really? Okay. I can only get two more. It's a good trivia time. Mm.
1: I didn't even know some of these people. I didn't even recognize their names. Some of them. At least one of them.
0: Um, Give up if you've run mm out of words. uh, On Haskins?
1: Uh, not it. No, no. no?
0: Um,
1: Barto? Gene Bartow.
0: Okay. That's it's UCLA Memphis coach
1: and UCLA. Uh, and there's one more you think I can get. I think there that's, I, there are at least three more where, when I say the name, you'll go, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe more than that. There's some here you will not know, and there's some here that you'll go,
0: oh, well, yeah, of course. Why well, didn't I did not think of that? Multiple. Just trying to scan like any go in the 90s? Uh, yeah. Hmm.
1: One of these guys won a national championship in the 90s. All
0: right, let me talk through this real quick. Uh, Tark did not go with two different programs unless I'm completely mistaken. He took like Long Beach. I don't think Tark's on that list. Tark's Um, on the list. Then you've got K in 91 and 92. You have got Dean Smith in 93. He didn't go with schools. You've got Nolan. He didn't go 95. You've got uh, (laughs) Jim Herrick did not go with multiple schools. 96, you have Patino. 97, you have Lute. Did Lute take Iowa in 80? Lute Olson that is correct.
1: Olson okay. is on the list. Iowa took well, Iowa once and Arizona four times.
0: Okay, 98 is Tubby Smith, but Tubby only went with Kentucky and That's then right. 99 is Calhoun he only went with Yukon. Okay. Um um another
1: guy who went this would have been early 2000s to the final four.
0: 2000s or oh, so it's 2000 you got Iso Donovan, uh Mike Monk. That's the Yeah. Um uh early 2000s, you've got Gary Williams and do it. Uh Luke's still in Arizona. Oh three, you've got Beheim, you've got Barnes, you've got um you've got Roy. Uh, who am I missing here from this group? I don't know. Give it up. Eddie Sutton took Arkansas. Sutton. Come
1: on, man. And Oklahoma State.
0: The others on Four. the list. Gosh, I cut myself off at a three. I hate it.
1: Hugh Durham took Florida State and Georgia. Jack Gardner took Kansas State and Utah.
0: I almost was going to ask if there was a Kansas State coach on there because I knew the K State went, but I wouldn't have gotten his name.
1: Lou Henson took New Mexico State and I Illinois. I almost said Lou Henson. Ah. Frank McGuire took St. John's and North Carolina. Lee Rose, where did Lee Rose coach?
0: He's running the Knicks, man.
1: Charlotte and Purdue. He took both of them to the final four. Is Lee Rose the greatest coach ever? How did he do that?
0: I I have no idea. How did Lee
1: Rose do that? And the great Forty Anderson. Do you know Forty Anderson?
0: (laughs) Pat Forty Anderson? I, I know his older brother, 50. Yeah.
1: Pat Forty Anderson took Bradley and Michigan State to the final four.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. Can we get back to the team at hand here?
1: I guess we can.
0: Wooga Poplar, first of all, top five name in the sport, going to be a breakout guy supreme this season, man. Look out, Wooga Poplar. That's your dark horse, like, second team All-ACC player, in my opinion. He's going to be a big-time player. Nigel Pack, I think there'll be an expectation that he's going to jump from 14 a game to north of 15 or 16. I think that's reasonable considering losing Wong and Miller, Uh, Cleveland, Matthew Cleveland, you know, he's been a good college player, but um, former highly rated prospect. And I would argue he has not had his big year. And then Norshad O'Meara is just, uh, he is a beast. He is a beast. He is going to uh, ensure that Miami continues to be uh, one of the better rebounding teams in the country there. And because he returns, that's why I think Miami, because of his size and his his. Just relentlessness. I mean, he's a, he's a problem. He's a matchup problem. And if he is able to expand his game, then look out all the more. Uh, those are the big names to know, and it's why Miami should again be a factor. Probably a top three team in the ACC. And uh, and they've got some more guys coming in, but I don't know if this team will be super deep, but I do like the returning pieces. And uh, they've also got a guy coming in from, uh, from Switzerland named Kaishan George, who apparently is expected to be A pretty impactful shooter. Uh, Not a known name now, but we could look up in in January and he's actually contributing more and helping round out this team.
1: If we're saying the one, two, three is Nigel Pack, Bensley Joseph, Wuga Poplar, um, you know, those three guys all shot above 37% from three last season. Mm -hmm. That's among the reasons Miami was able to shoot 36.8% as a team from three, and that ranked 34th nationally. It's a big reason why Miami had. you know, in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency, they, they, Miami ranks sixth in the country. Great offensive team last season. A sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Um And then uh, Shadow Shadowmere is, like, I mean, terrific. One of the best rebounders in the country. Um, he finished 17th in offensive rebounding percentage in the country, 30th in defensive rebounding percentage. He had a 17-rebound game against Indiana in the NCAA tournament. 13 rebound game against Houston in the NCAA tournament. Um, He's now averaged double digits in rebounds in three straight years. First two years were at Arkansas State, so he's fabulous. Like if you told me he's a, as we talked about on a previous episode, there's so many good bigs that you know you can just get pushed off of an All American team because you know can't have all of you, Mm -hmm. but. If you told me he emerges as a first team or second team All American, that wouldn't be crazy to me. He's fabulous. And then Matthew Cleveland, he's a former five-star guy. You know, he averaged 14 points last season at Florida State. Florida State wasn't good, but this is a former five star prospect who at one point was projected as a future first round draft pick. So uh, you know, they've got they've got real players again. They've got experience. Um, yeah, I think Nigel Pack should be better than ever. And he shot Above forty percent from three last season, or more than six attempts per game, averaged thirteen point six points with Wong out of there. That probably frees up more shots for him. He'll be above fifteen points per game. I would bet on. Um, yeah, this is going to be, um, you know, one of one of the best teams in the country and a team that's got a chance to win a, another ACC title. Obviously, Duke is the pick for most people in the ACC. I've got Duke third in the top twenty five and one, Miami tenth, then North Carolina. 23rd. Um, but I will say I did because I always do before we do any of these go check the preseason rankings over at bartorvic.com because they're available now. You know where they have Miami. You know where you know where Torvik's got Miami
0: You saying that makes me think it's low. So I'll say
1: 25 50th 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 oh, 50th 5-0? 14, 14 spots behind Clemson. Just,
0: Oh gosh. Wow. What's going on with Torvik? Is his computer broken? Has hated Miami since 2007. Everyone looks knows. like
1: he hates Miami.
0: Wow. How about that? Okay. Well, I think some of the question, and I don't know what if this would be the the reason, but um, who's going to run the offense? Who's the primary playmaker? I mean, I am guess it's Bensley Joseph. I'm guessing, but uh, unproven there. And so who will be the head of the snake when it comes to that? I think that's a reasonable question to have Nigel pack can handle the ball as well uh, but he's not going to he's not going to be a primary distributor like that's just not what he's going to be seeking to do so I think some questions are there with that but they fill out a lot of the other stuff but 50th is like obscenely low that's that's a, that's a shock it's
1: like, like that's like not even an NCAA tournament
0: team it's not not from the, not in those projections we'll see the what, ACC uh,
1: projections are interesting I, I in the sense that you've got Duke at five. This is according to Bart Torbic. Duke at five. Carolina at 15. Clemson at 36. Miami at 50. And then on it goes.
0: Jeez.
1: Notre Dame at uh, 226.
0: There's just not going to be. Uh, Mike is going to have a, a rough go. But, yeah.
1: There is no other league that has somebody as high as five or anywhere close to as low as 226. Like, if you go highest, lowest in the power conferences, in the Big 12, Kansas at two, lowest UCF at 101 in the Big Ten the highest Purdue at one Penn State 147 is the lowest Big East UConn at three is the highest Georgetown at 149 is the lowest Pac-12 USC at nine is the highest Oregon State at 184 is the lowest SEC Tennessee at six is the highest South Carolina at 109 is the lowest and then in the ACC Duke at five is the highest Notre Dame at 226 is the lowest.
0: That's quite the span there. 50, though, for Miami market. down. we'll see where they are in Ken Palm. I'll, uh, I'll say the Canes are, although the Canes did, they, despite their good record, they were, they were not um, treated well by the predictive metrics last season. So I don't even think Miami finished top 20 despite making the final four. So that, that might be their fate again. Also when Ken Palm comes out in October, Let's look at this schedule here. Regular season over under, win totals. Miami's going to have a couple of buy games to start. A uh, buy game to start. It's got UCF at home in early November. Uh, you know the uh, the lowest ranked team in the Big Twelve per Torvik as GP just said. They're going to play in the Baja Mar Classic. They have Georgia, and we'll see what Georgia is this season. And then they will either play Kansas State or Providence, which is Jim Laronega's alma mater, will be the second game there. But so, the second game theoretically should be tougher than the first. Although we'll see. Uh, they've got at Kentucky in the ACC-SEC Challenge. Um, a few more by games. They also play Colorado at the Barclays Center. So um, the games of note. Home oh, against buddy, East- I
1: can't wait for Miami, Colorado, and Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> so the games of note, at least against high major teams. UCF, that's going to be in Coral Gables. They play Georgia and then either Kansas State or Providence. They're at Kentucky. They're against Colorado in a game at the Barclays Center that Parrish will be attending in person. And then I think they've got three more bye games to wrap up the non-con. In the ACC, they are home and away against FSU, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Clemson, North Carolina, and then Notre Dame, probably the worst team in that league this season. They are home only against Duke. That's a benefit. Georgia Tech, auto win. Louisville, likely win. Pitt, likely win. Only on the road against NC State, Syracuse, Virginia, Wake Forest. Miami's got an intriguing-looking schedule. I'm not saying it's the most difficult because it's not. Um, I actually think it could position itself to be, if the ACC is down again this season, Miami could get into a situation where it didn't quite schedule quite aggressively enough to help its seeding situation Um, That being said, the Hurricanes last season entered the ACC tournament with 24 wins. I am going to put the over-under GP at 23.5 regular season wins for the Canes. Two non-league losses. You know how I feel about that. You love the two non-leaguers. Two non-league losses.
1: I'll go... Five league losses. That's seven before the ACC tournament. 31 minus 7. 24. I'm over. I'm flying. Flying over. Like Henry the Ibis? Me, Dan Hurley, Jim Laranaga, Dusty May, all kicking it to Final Four.
0: Can an Ibis fly?
1: Celebrating our overs.
0: Can Can an Ibis fly? I actually don't know the answer to that. A what fly? An ibis. What that's an that's ibis? the mascot for the hurricanes, the ibis.
1: What? What?
0: Yeah, you say you're not up. You're not up. <laughs> you're not up on your birds. That's the problem. I know peacocks. You came unprepared with your birds. I know peacocks. You don't know your ibis. The plural of ibis? I buy. Ibis. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> Chloral Ibis is Ibis. Or Ibisis. I think both work. Anyway, you went 24 and 7. That non-con isn't good. Um or it's not it's not great. It's not terrible, I guess. Um but I think I'm kind of with you on this. Two non-league losses. I think one is actually in I think one is on the table, but I will say two non-league losses. Then I'll say I'll say they lose at Carolina. That's the third loss. I'll take I'll say they lose. Uh, at Clemson, fourth loss. The lose at Virginia, fifth loss. Mark one more down. Either Virginia Tech or NC State. So that's six losses, and then they get picked off. They get picked off at home. Uh, no, and they lose at Wake. So seven losses. are the same again. Twenty-four wins. Yeah, twenty-four and twenty-four. I didn't want. It, I didn't want it to be this way, GP. But I got the Hurricanes with uh, going into the ACC tournament. Twenty-four and seven.
1: Trivia time. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Let's go! Shouts
1: to David Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Shouts to Brooklyn.
0: Nada says all ibises can fly. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm skeptical. Okay, I'm skeptical. There's got to be one out there that can't.
0: I'm sure there's an injured one. Yes. But yeah. He's, as he's a, a species, generally speaking, they can take to the air. Yeah. Which means you were soaring over the over like an ibis.
1: Scoring like an ibis, like a like a
0: an able-bodied I, did ibis. Did I call him? By the way, this is real-time corrections. I think I called the Miami mascot. Did I call him Henry the ibis? I know it's Sebastian. I, I think know. I called him Henry. I have no idea why.
1: I can't speak to that. I Think I did. I only know that Notre Dame is two twenty-six. definitely
0: Sebastian. I, I, that, the only know, thing I, I know is that my apologies Notre Dame is two twenty-six. If indeed that happened, I did it internally. I know that. If I said it out loud. My apologies, correction, Sebastian. There you go. Let's go.
1: Thank you guys for watching, listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. So please do that, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Next episode, Michigan State. Can't wait for that one. It's gonna be exciting. Bye.